Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting live alongside JT here at the Corner Market in Midtown in Hattiesburg. We're raising toys and food for Homes of Hope for Kids. Had a tremendous turnout so far. We've got bikes. We've got toys. We've got uh, all kinds of food. And you still have one more hour to bring it by here. Uh, Corner Market, Midtown. Everything we collect goes immediately to Homes of Hope for Kids. And, Kelly, anytime you can help kids at Christmas, it's a worthy call. Actually, I was all fired up. Uh, brought a whole bag of groceries and things here myself that I got to contribute. Right. So glad to do it. Makes you feel good to do it. Hey, glad you're with us this afternoon. Opening segment, as it is every day, is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue. Pit, proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics and the Eagle Hour. And remember, you can still get your catering menu in for Christmas at Dickey's Barbecue Pit. All right, we want to get right to the phone. Jeremy McLean's the athletic director, of course, at the University of Southern Mississippi. It's graduation day, and we know Mr. McLean is involved in doing that, but graciously, he agrees to come on the Eagle Hour. Jeremy, thanks a lot. We really appreciate your time. Absolutely, guys. I appreciate you. Uh, the invitation, always uh, love to come on. So not a problem at all. All right. Well, good. It's good to have you here, and, and it's a great day to have you. As we're it just indicated, we're we're raising toys and uh, and food for Homes of Hope for Kids, and and uh, always enjoy doing that. But we've got a lot of things to talk to you about. Obviously, uh, and foremost on a lot of people's mind is the bowl game uh, against an old rival at Tulane on uh, January the fourth. And, and Jeremy, we heard that uh, perhaps. There was a little friendly smack talking going on about a trophy between you and the AD over at Tulane. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, yeah, we, I guess most people wouldn't know Troy and I are actually pretty good friends. And so I told him I thought it would be a great idea for us to get our folks excited by bringing back the bell and making it be a part of this uh, bowl game. So we talked to the bowl folks, and they were all for it. And uh, so we had a little fun with it. It was good to see both sides get excited about that. Jeremy, what goes into to these bowl selections? What what a role does an athletic director like yourself play with the conference and with the bowl when they're trying to select a matchup like this? Well, I'll be honest with you. They they, they do their best to kind of keep the athletic directors at arm's length because, as you can imagine, everyone's trying to position themselves in the best way possible. And so for us, we work a lot through our conference office. And, and so we have an opportunity to say to them, hey, here's what we think works best well for us you know for instance i mean what i told our 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 office was our folks will travel if you put us in a position where that we can we can drive to the game or somewhere close to our base we'll travel we'll show up and uh and that's what you know that's where we ended up fortunately but so it's a little bit of a probably a misnomer that we have a ton of input um but we we do try to push for what we think is important for our program and then this year we we really were able to check a bunch of boxes great matchup great location i think a great date because it gets us away from the holidays 
And then we got a really cool um, tie-in from a military perspective with the Armed Forces Bowl. So all those things for me, uh, you know, we ended up in a really good spot with all those things. Jeremy, could you educate the Golden Eagle fans, too, as to how, how any money is made in these bowls? Because when you start crunching numbers, you know, if you send the band, you know, there's travel, you got all those sort of expenses, and, and you've got revenue sharing, I guess, with other teams in the conference. How do schools, not just Southern Miss, but any of them, make money in these bowl situations? Uh, you don't. Uh, it would be the, the, the kind of straightforward answer there. It's really... It's more of a, I know we all see the buyouts and the payouts in these bowls, but really what happens is uh, that goes to each conference office, and then the conference office pays expenses and, and divvies up. You make a little bit. I shouldn't say you don't, but, you know, at the end of the year, if you participate in the bowl game, you're going to get more revenue than the other schools. But we're not getting, uh, it's not a huge piece of the puzzle, but if you make a bowl game, it means a little more money at the end of the year in the payout. But for us, we're going to get the same amount as another school who went to a bowl. Um, so it's more about paying our expenses, trying to create the right experience for our student-athletes. And uh, and then at the end of the year, whatever we can generate as a group, we're going to get a portion of that for making a bowl game. And we touched upon it a little bit yesterday when we were at at, uh, at Sully's. But uh, can, actually, the late bowl date, you talked about it being a good bowl date, but it does... A little bit kind of put the coaches behind the eight ball as far as recruiting because the big recruiting day is usually that first Wednesday in February. No? Yes? No, actually, I, I, it is. But actually, I think it, it, it actually, the way the calendar sets up now, a few years ago we changed the calendar. So the coaches actually can't, can't be off campus from basically next week until early January. And so there's no recruiting that ta- is going to take place off campus during that time or on campus for that matter. Um, and so... What it did allow us to do is focus on this early recruiting period. So schools that are going to play, go play a bowl game next weekend are having bowl prep right now in a way that takes away from recruiting for the early signing period. And so this really was a benefit to us to focus on the early signing period. And we'll still have plenty of opportunity, um, you know, in January and early February to get to, to get to the finish line on the later signing dates. Jeremy, Luke Johnson here. Thanks for being on today. Uh, I remember when I played uh, about 15 years ago, we went down to New Orleans, and we were actually taking finals at the uh, yeah. <laughs> at the bowl. Um, yeah. and, and they were doing it above above uh, the you know above right. reproach, and everything was done right. But yeah, I mean, the, the benefit to me is you can get finals out of the way, you can have some Christmas, and uh, then you can concentrate on winning a, a bowl game. So I always see the January 4th as a positive. Yeah, you're right. I think you hit, and you, you hit a, uh, on one thing that I didn't mention. I think the great benefit our our student athletes actually get you know about a four day break over Christmas where they can go be with their family, um, and and oftentimes you don't get that if you're in a bowl game, and so that, that's another added benefit. I do think I think the date lines up well, and, and uh, you know there's a lot of people who are, have their signing announcements and signing uh, parties, if you will, on a bowl site somewhere next week uh, for that Wednesday date. And for us, we've been able to, to, to focus on that. We'll be able to give our full attention to that early signing. Uh, we should mention, uh, appreciate you taking some time, because it's a big day at Southern Miss. Some people have already walked and graduations going on. I know you're proud uh, as an athletic director every time a student-athlete walks across that stage today and gets a degree. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's, it, is, it is one of the best days of the year just for that reason. And I get a chance to, uh, I don't have a huge responsibility once we start the day, but I get to sit on stage and, and watch them, watch these student athletes come across and accept their diplomas, and and uh, that's obviously you know one of the biggest reasons we do what we do, and, and so there's a great amount of pride that goes into that, kind of knowing that 
that, that they're ready for whatever's next, that uh, most of them are looking at uh, getting the job or, or, or starting their masters or whatever it may be. So huge day and a great, great deal of pride uh, for me uh, personally and for us as a department. Southern Miss Athletic Director Jeremy McLean is with us here on the Eagle Hour as we originate from uh, the corner market in Midtown. I'm going to talk about. I'm going to bring up the elephant in the room. Then you guys, Re- resurgent talk about AAC Connecticut being gone, and does Southern Miss fit into the picture? And I, I hope that that dead horse doesn't smell too bad. But would there be anything new along those lines, Jeremy? Uh, no, no, there's nothing new. I'll tell you this, and it's. Uh, Sometimes you have to take a step back and laugh a little bit. I think just because you repeat something over and over on social media doesn't mean it's true, first of all. Um, I think that gets right sometimes. Um, however, what I'll tell you is nothing's necessarily changed with that situation. My answer will still be the same today as it was four, five, six months ago. You know, we're always going to look for opportunities to put our university in the best position possible. And so if that means... Uh, we're looking at opportunities out, you know, uh, in association with, with, with a conference, and then, then we're going to explore that. And so I would also say that, you know, just because we don't raise our hand or, or, or put it up on a billboard doesn't mean we're not working. Uh, we've got our ear to the ground. We're working every day on trying to put our, ourselves in the best position possible. So uh, there's nothing new, nothing earth-shattering uh, around that, that uh, situation you mentioned. But um, but just know that we're we're always working to position ourselves the best way possible. All right, Jeremy. Before we throw another question at you, I want to let you know we have a minute left in this segment. If you have time and can stick around uh, through a three minute break and continue our conversation, we'd love to have you. If you can't, we understand. So before I throw another question at you, uh, do you need to go? Or are you available for a little oh, more I'm, conversation? I'm good. I'd love to hang around for a few minutes. Okay, we're going to come right back to you. We've got Jeremy McLean with us, the athletic director at the University of Southern Mississippi. want to uh, remind everybody to come to Corner Market Midtown. Now, we had a gentleman come down here just a few minutes ago. He's anonymous. He gave me $25 as a challenge to anybody in Pedal and $25 as a challenge to anybody in Hattiesburg to bring some money here between now and 2 o'clock. We gave the $50 to the store here. They just brought $50 worth of canned food over here that all goes to Homes of Hope for Kids. So we want to thank that gentleman. He would not give me his name, uh, but we do want to thank him very much for the donation. We'll continue our conversation with Athletic Director Jeremy McLean right after this on the Eagle Hour. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour, broadcasting live today from Midtown Hattiesburg at this fabulous corner market food store down here 
I want to thank the good folks from Corner Market for hosting our annual toy and food drive, Homes of Hope for Kids. They do it with us every year. Uh, we always have a great turnout this year, no exception. We're very grateful to everybody for that. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. Got to go if you got an eagle on your Christmas shopping list. The Campus Bookmark, if you're listening in other parts of the state around the Super Talk Network this afternoon, and you want some Southern Miss swag, just go to campusbookmark.net. All right, we're talking to Southern Miss Athletic Director Jeremy McClain. Again, uh, Jeremy, appreciate very much uh, you taking the time to talk to us. Jeremy, this is uh, the fourth consecutive year that we've done this toy drive and food drive. And every year, one of the participants who always comes and visits with us and helps us with it is baseball coach Scott Berry. He left just a few minutes ago. And i got to tell you, the last few times I've been around Coach Berry, he talks a lot about his new baseball field. He's very excited about that, and I want to see if you can update our listeners on how the progress is uh, is occurring with the construction of the new field. Yeah, Scott's definitely excited about that, and, and rightfully so. I think it's going to make a huge difference for us and how we function, how we operate, and what we're able to get done at the program. We're in good shape. The, the um, process started right after fall practice at the end of October, and so they've been working on um, regrading, putting drainage system in. They're now at a point where they've got all the drainage rock and, and under surface um, almost complete. The turf should be here in about a week or so, and they'll begin installation of it um, the last week of December. And, you know, hopefully weather cooperates, and we'll have that done by sometime middle of January in time for the first practice, which I think is January 21st or 22nd. So we're we're on pace. Right. We're 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 timeline wise in good shape, and uh, I think people are going to lo- like what they see. And it's going to be like I said, a huge huge benefit to us, just from the standpoint of of getting the things done we need to get done, and the development of our student athletes within our baseball program. Now I'm going to put you on the spot. Coach Barry uh, has talked two or three years now about wanting to have that baseball field put down. Talked about all the maintenance work, all the lost revenue. Shortly after you become the athletic director, it's announced that it's going to get done. Yeah. Uh, so what was the motivation uh, when you came in to uh, to move this project forward that uh, Coach Barry had wanted for so long? Well, I think it's, you know, we all have a priority list of, you know, what's most important to us right now. And, and so for me, that moved to the top of the list really quickly once I came in and was able to evaluate. Uh, now, Scott had a great plan. He knew what he wanted. And so what we just needed to do was evaluate how quickly could we raise the money. And uh, we felt like we could get that done. We kind of talked to a few people and, and uh, decided to pull the trigger and go ahead and get it done in the offseason because, you know, another year of trying to fight some of those things was not going to be beneficial to our program. Now, that baseball still right. is not the only thing. We've got about five projects in different stages right now happening. And so, um, you know, it, 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 there are a lot of things that are positive things that are happening within athletics. It's not just baseball, but that one moved to the top of the list really quickly just because we felt like we needed to get it done if we were going to function uh, and be competitive at a national level like we want to be. So you might say that Jeremy McLean put that baseball project to the top. I think he did. Of yeah, the list. I think he did. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to give you one, one. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Hey, going back, going back to, uh, to football, we've had a season now, a complete home season of beer sales. Looking back yep. on it, uh, time to give grades. It's graduation time. The fans yep. and, and your personnel 
get an A plus? Where, where would you grade the whole uh, beer sales thing this year? You know, I, I would really say um, I would say a solid uh, B or B plus for us. I was really pleased okay. with how we were well prepared. Uh, our, our food service partner was well prepared. We really were diligent about making sure that, you know, from a safety standpoint, we did the things we needed to do and then that we had uh, enough stations that lines weren't too long, all those things that go into that. And so I was really pleased. It ended up being a, you know, a six-figure uh, revenue stream for us. Um, we have to share that with our food uh, service provider. Of course, we only had four games that we sold it at this year. And so I envision right. with a full six-game home schedule – It'll end up being a six-figure uh, revenue stream uh, to our department uh, in the long run. So I, I'm really excited about it. I think we can do some things better. That's why it's not an A yet. But but I, I am really excited about that aspect. And you know we we had zero alcohol-related incidents in the stadium. Um, and so kudos to our you know police force and our, our safety folks for making sure that we we tried to uh, be as prepared as possible. So it's been it's been really really good. I think it's been something that people have enjoyed. And, uh, you know, we're, we're excited about what it, what it looks like in the future. Well, another thing you did in that regard was you, you lowered the price of concessions. And I heard more people talking well about that, happy about that. Did that balance itself out economically as well? Because certainly what you did was a big, a big favor to the fan base that comes to those ballgames. Yeah, you know, I I am waiting on a final tally on some of those numbers from our food service provider, to be honest with you. But I'll tell you this, we we pulled the trigger on that. We knew we might take a little bit of a hit in total bottom line revenue, but we just felt like to get our fans kind of engaged in what we were doing is the right thing to do. And we knew we had beer sales coming that would offset if we did take a little bit of a dip. So it was a strategic move. It was one that was well thought out and had a lot of people involved in the process. And uh, like I said, I think people were responsive to that and felt better about what we were trying to do, and that's and that's half the battle. Our, you know, our fans need to know that we're we're trying to put them first, create an experience they can enjoy, not just as far as watching football, but everything else that goes on around it. And Kelly, you and I talk a lot about that. That's a huge deal to a guy that brings his wife and two or three kids to a ball game. I mean, I, I just think it was a tremendous move in the right direction. Yeah, and, and the fan the fan friendly family zone and the south end zone and right. moving the band back over with the student section because the band are students themselves. I, I really appreciate it, Jeremy, because unlike Kelly Sander, uh, I don't sit in a suite. So I was able to get uh, an entree, a candy bar, and a Coke. I mean, Count me in there like six you, bucks. Yeah, yeah. We're down there with the regular uh, But uh, you uh, we, we should note this and, and ask you about this. You hired a new coach yesterday and a new beach volleyball coach. First yeah. time in school history that we've had um, a, a coach, a separate coach, leading the beach uh, volleyball, and they're, they're getting ready to crank up in the spring. Tell us about Sean Taylor. Yeah, excited about Sean. You know, when I when I got here, we began talking about our beach, our, about our volleyball programs in general. And to start our beach program, we had we had hired uh, one volleyball staff to, to to do both indoor and beach. Uh, and quite honestly, probably not fair to, to that staff just because there's so much uh, that goes into it to try to do both of those sports. And um, just kind of looked around the country at what people who are being successful, what are they doing? And uh, we made a decision. We wanted to hire someone to do beach only let our indoor coaches focus on the indoor side we got a brand new facility that's opening up on the indoor side and we're making some improvements to the beach facility and so so just trying to line that up where we could begin to move the needle so sean comes to us from spring hill college in mobile he's been there for 
about five years. He's been there three years as uh, as the head beach coach, and has had a lot of success, and really is well connected in uh, in uh, in our region and on the coast and 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 throughout. Um, this area where beach is becoming more and more popular. So I'm excited about that and what that means for us. I think Sean's going to hit the ground running and, and uh, have an impact for our young ladies and begin to move the needle forward for our, our beach volleyball program. If, if, I, if I miss this, I'm sorry, Jeremy. Are we are we in the volleyball indoor facility? Has it officially opened? We, we are not. We thought we would be. We had a couple of hiccups earlier in the fall that backed us up. So our plan would be to we're going to try to move everybody in there in January. So we'll We'll probably do a grand opening and announcement later in the spring, but uh, our hope is to move our team and coaches in there in January. All right, Jeremy, just a minute or so left. Any message you'd like to deliver to Southern Miss fans across the state right here before Christmas? Well, I'll just say this. Uh, you know, two, two things I would ask our folks to do. Number one, I'd love to see everybody at the bowl game and, um, you know, make every effort to have a great crowd there. And, and, and that shows people around the country that, you know, this is what our fan base is about, and I think that's really, really important. I can't overstate how important that is. Uh, and then the other thing I would tell you is I want to I encourage and challenge people to get out to Reed Green. we got we got two basketball programs that uh, I think have a chance to do some really good things. Women, women are off to a great start. They've had some really good wins. And then on the men's side, we got a young squad and a brand-new coach that are trying to get their footing, and they're, they're competing hard, and they're, they're working as hard as they can. To, to begin to uh, take that next step. We need folks in that Coliseum supporting them. And, and uh, so I challenge folks to do that here over the holidays and as we move into January. And, uh, you know, Reed Green can be a special place. We need to fill it up and, and create some home court advantage for those basketball programs. All right, before we let you go, let me say this to all our listeners around the state. I want you to understand how accessible this man has been to us, how he's always willing to come on the air and talk to you Southern Miss fans around the state. And, Jeremy, we're sincerely grateful to you for that. We thank you for t- the time today, and we hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Well, I appreciate appreciative you guys. I'm going to hop in here and put this cap and gown on and, and uh, go enjoy commencement. <laughs> so I appreciate you alls time today. Uh, all right, Jeremy McLean, everybody, athletic director at Southern Miss, a breath of a breath of fresh air, guys. And if and if he needs help recruiting with beach volleyball, I'm. I'm well, I, I know you're at every game. I had no idea you were such a fan. Oh yeah, yeah, I'd be glad to help recruit. We'll be back more from Quarter Market in Midtown after this. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Back live at Corner Market in Midtown Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty, Kelly Center. Eagle Hour on the road today. We are out uh, actually in a in humongous store here at Corner Market. We are here collecting Christmas toys and canned foods. Uh, Christmas toy and canned food drive. 
for Homes of Hope and Baston Children's Hospital. And again, we got some bikes out here, footballs, toys. Uh, someone has come through and challenged Pedal and challenged Hattiesburg. Come in and and uh, if you uh, you may just go through the store and walk around and buy some canned goods. And we're up here at the front and come, uh, man. Buy a bicycle, swing by, grab, get a bicycle, get some toys, and uh, drop it off here. Uh, it's for a great cause, and uh, it's here remembering uh, the real spirit of Christmas is giving. And guys, um, you know, I, I went, I got a lot of options here for lunch. Uh, they got rotisserie chicken right here. They got a blue plate line. Mm-hmm. They got sushi over there. They got mm-hmm. uh, pre-made sandwiches. Mm-hmm. This you, you walked in, Bob, and you just went. This place is huge. It's a great place. Uh, my wife and I really like coming down here. Uh, they got fresh seafood, grouper, uh, snapper, uh, my my. I mean, they got everything. They make delicious uh, boiled shrimp that's already cooked. And you can just come get it by the pound, and I, I guarantee you, you'd like it. Did you say my my? Yeah, that's what you say. That's what you call it. What no, it's you mahi mahi. Is well in Florida, it's called my my. In, in, in Greenville, that's what it's called, that's exactly. Kelly. That's, that's look, I want to take you, I want to take you guys back a little bit in radio. Back in the old you days just took of, us pretty well, back far in the back old days in radio. radio. We used to do grocery store commercials all the time. <laughs> Kelly probably wouldn't know about that, but. Uh, I want to do one just for a minute. Okay, here we go. Your corner market is having a week-long truckload sale, Kelly Center. You can buy boneless center-cut pork chops, just $1.99 a pound. Fresh whole fryers, $0.99 a pound. Sirloin, $3.49 a pound. Green asparagus, Kelly Center, $3.99 a pound. We have all your holiday needs, turkey dinners, ham dinners, party trays. It's the corner market week-long truckload sale in Midtown Hattiesburg. That's why they call him One Take Getty, ladies and gentlemen. There you go, boys. No no, no mention of the my my no oh you're getting applause back on the did you hear that that's my fans they also have organic fruits and vegetables all right they they always say for the most nutritious food you're supposed to work the outer part of the store correct okay kelly have you ever eaten garden fresh have you have you ever i'm just asking yes okay just making sure i saw luke eating sushi and up in the delta that's what we fish with it's called bait if you knew sushi like i knew sushi you really Uh, like that raw fish it was good. It was buffalo chicken. It was a buffalo chicken roll. So I went for it. it had a little southern twang And I should it. not have gone off my meds this morning because they've got bluebell ice cream on sale over here. They do. Just don't tell I, me When that. I got here today, guys, I ate their catfish lunch. I don't know if you've ever had that, but they make delicious catfish. But, but as you work the outer part of the store, when we talk about shopping nutrition, over here in the, the left outer part of the Wine store. Wine and spirits. That immediately caught your attention, didn't it? It does. It does. And I have the holiday spirit. Gin, yeah. crown. Well, I'm looking yeah. at, a, at a cardboard cutout of Jay Ladner. Always, yeah. That's pretty, yeah. you know, when you're in a college town, you see that. Coach Ladner's out. Coach, Coach Hop's on the other side. But uh, He's really, looking a little stiff, isn't he, Jay? Right there. <laughs> That was right after the tournament out in uh, the Bahamas. <laughs> he was feeling a little stiff. Yeah, but they're playing what, North North Florida tomorrow, right? But appreciate Jeremy McLean coming uh, on, and you know, uh, there there has been some revitalized talk, uh, at least chatter in the fan base about uh, you know UConn leaving the American, and I was. We were glancing, Kelly. You and I were glancing earlier at the at the teams right now, currently in the American. Um, apart from East Carolina and and Tulane, 
Um, Southern Miss would be in the top three baseball. You look at Tulane, East Carolina, Southern Miss continually. Houston also in there. Southern Miss would instantly, baseball-wise, jump into the upper echelon of the American. Agreed, but I want a, a postscript to, to Jeremy's comments, and I thought it, I thought it was really telling. He, he, I interpreted that he took a little jab at social media, which he should. Yeah. You know, that just because things are on social media, I mean, we don't claim on this program to be an Emmy Award winning journalistic, you know, team like 60 Minutes. But but when the fan what? base is on, is they on, are? What? Is, what? On, is on Twitter talking, it, we kind of like, and, and I think his point is taking, look, just because stuff is on social media doesn't mean there's any merit to it you know, one way or the other, and that they don't pay a whole lot of attention to it. So I got that out of that, and I think it's a point that, that right. needs to be remade. It's, he's not making fun of anybody. He's just saying you can't believe everything that you always see. So how did, how did you pronounce that fish? Mahi, mahi. You've never been to Greenville, have you? No, I haven't. Okay. Everybody, it doesn't, every, everybody in Greenville says the fish that way, Bob. I think you're How do you pronounce old, it, Luke? Mahi, mahi. You never been to Greenville either, have you? I've eaten at Doe's Eat Place. I've been to Greenville. Yeah, but you, you go to Greenville and order some mahi mahi and see what they tell you. They'll bring fish. <laughs> but I bet I can in this in this outstanding newspaper that you just read that you just did your on the moment. fly one take Getty thing. I guarantee you, there's some mahi mahi, and I will find it for well, you do the that. end of the second. At okay. the same time, you hear what Jeremy said. I know it's a it's a standard answer, but following up what he said is. Our ears to the ground. We're working hard. And how many conference USA teams got bowls? Is it eight? Eight. eight. How many uh, uh, Sunbelt teams got bowls? Do we know? can do the research on it real quick. You know, quick because, for you. because everybody's talking about, oh, let's go to the Sunbelt. And, and I have been, you know. I'm, I've never said that. Okay. Baseball-wise, it makes sense. Nowhere else does it make well, sense. Well, I've been a proponent, just from a geographic, uh, you know, locale of keeping teams around here pretty close. But I want just five? Five. Um, okay, no. well, we don't know. We're, we're going to check on it. But um, uh, I'd be interested to know how many Sunbelt teams, you know, got bowls as, a, as well, opposed to Conference USA We should teams. point out there, there is no indication Southern Miss is about to go to the American oh, Athletic course. Conference. Of but not. I would say this, that if, if Jerry McClain could ever pull that off and you could get back playing football against all the old teams, the Tulane's, the Memphis teams, East Carolina, Cincinnati, it would be a godsend. SMU's the, in there now, too. A godsend to yeah. the football program. There were five. Five. Five Sun Belt teams got bowl games. So you could argue that Conference USA is stronger there that eight well, got in. You'll see on uh, December the 21st because there's two matchups. <laughs> I know how one of them is going to go with App State and UAB in the New Orleans Bowl. Um, the other one, FIU and Arkansas State. Arkansas State, Blake Anderson, pretty sure they're going to take care of business in that one. And I hope for, for him and his family, too, that this is going to be a right, right Christmas exactly for them right. having, having lost exactly his wife. Right. Uh, UAB may be the worst team with a good record I've seen. Nine wins. Yeah. Nine. It's hard hard to believe when you watched them play here and then you watched them uh, in the championship game. It just had to be a watered-down schedule. And it's something that surprises me, too, though. The expectations on UAB were not much this year, but all these coaching carousel, as, as it turns, you never hear Bill Clark's name at UAB. Well, he I, I was surprised this year. National Coach of, of the that. Year, two years. And yeah, I mean, he's just done a great job, I think, considering that that program was essentially dead you know, a couple point. years ago. Interesting point. You just don't hear his name? You just, I, I don't know. I don't know what it looks like, but you wonder. Maybe there's none of it. I don't know. Maybe he, he brought him back. I mean, he fought for that program. Sure. So maybe he feels a little more loyal to, to 
leave him like you know before he just leaves him like that. I mean, the guy at App State, one year at App State, yeah. and then he's he's gone to Missouri, right? You know, and of course Lane Kiffin brings with him that Hollywood, you know, his <laughs> saga. I was showing y'all this. You know. He has brought the troll machine to Oxford. I mean, you know, we we, we like throwing shots at either people on this. Kiffin tweets out yesterday because he's in Starkville. He, he tweets a picture out. All it is is it's a picture that says Hell State on it. I just, you know, regardless of where you are or where your loyalties lie, it's hilarious. He's fueling that fire, it's, isn't he? Yeah, it's hilarious. You know, guys, we're sitting right in front of a, of a, uh, a display here that has all kinds of Christmas stuff to it. Frosty cherry limeades, frosty grapes, frosty brand, orange drink, fudge, and uh, peanut brittle, Kelly. And my my. No, that's back in the fish section. Cinnamon sticks. Yeah. I'm going to take Kelly. After the holidays, I'm going to take him up to, I don't know, Belzona. No, hey, and I'm going to take him in a restaurant, and I'm going to say, now, Kelly, I want you to go over there and order some my Look, my. Belzona, they don't have anything but catfish. It's the catfish capital of the world. We'll go right back here next to where it says butcher and seafood, and we'll ask the people in that department. How do you pronounce this right here? It has nothing to do with the Delta. I'm just trying to tell you guys that we have a culture of our own there that you fellas just including, are not Including the brown drinking water. And Monday on the Eagle Hour, we're going to have a live correspondent from Greenville, Mississippi, interviewing 10 people on the street. How do you pronounce this fish? I'll it's, set that interview up. Don't you worry please about do. it. I know plenty of people. And it's still not too late, you guys, to come by the corner market here at Midtown. Um, they do have other locations out in Bellevue. and I hate in, you guys. Have ever told you that? <laughs> in Oak Grove. But we're under contract. We're stuck with each other. So um, there's all. It's, it's still not too late to bring toys by. And, and look, you know, with canned goods and things like that, you can spend an extra five bucks and load up and, and, you know, on canned you know, goods and things and, like that. And here's the thing. You know, we, we want everyone to have a Merry Christmas. These children, too. I mean, I'm, I'm holding in my hand right now. Don't worry. I won't open the box. Rice Krispie Treats. I mean, you know, when we think about Homes of Hope, what would you give your kids around Christmas? I mean, bring that for these kids. Give them candy and sweets. And Frozen 2. Actual Rice Krispies here. So Right, right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we uh, it's it's for a great cause, and uh, it's for children this time of year who, who may be without a family. Let me know? tell you something real quick. Corner Market, I learned today, provides every single day all the fresh fruit and all the vegetables that those kids out there can eat absolutely free of charge. They do it week after week after wow. week after week. So the next time you're grocery shopping, you think about the generosity of the family. Local. Yes, that owns these Corner Market food stores. We'll be right back. Wrap up the Eagle Hour from Corner Market right after this. Back live at Corner Market in Midtown Hattiesburg. We are collecting food and toys today for Homes of Hope and Bassin Children's Hospital. Appreciate everybody swinging by and uh, saying hello. And still time to come and and give throughout today. Bring a bike. uh, Bring some uh, canned food. Bring uh, some some treats, some sweets, and some toys uh, for these precious children um, this 
time of the year. Basketball back in action this weekend. Lady Eagles take on South Alabama on Sunday at 2 p.m. in Reed Green Coliseum. The men in action tomorrow against North Florida at 2 o'clock looking to, to avenge a loss earlier in the season. Golden Eagles looking to improve to 4-7. and seven. Lady Eagles out to a 6-2 and two, uh, start to the season, so looking for win number 7 uh, tomorrow. Really, nothing on the slate uh, for college football except Army Navy. Army Navy. Yeah, that's a that's always a big one. So great game to watch. Who who are we for this year? Well, I mean, I always kind of like Army because of the association with Coach Munkin. You know, his cousin uh, is the coach there. But both of these teams, lots of times, these teams will play and they're not very good. But this is one year where both teams are really good. Navy twenty third in the nation, nine to two. It's kind of reversal. Army's had Navy's number the last few years. Army uh, has had two outstanding years. They're down this year. They're five and seven. Navy a ten and a half point favorite. But when you play this game, all bets it'll be tough from the start to the finish. And it's cool. They're all in their in their coats and you know their full. And they just let them do whatever they want to. This is the one One year that the one time a year they can do. We uh, we had a guy uh, my freshman year at Southern Miss um, or my redshirt freshman. Year. He transferred back from, from West Point, um, but he actually played in this game. He started as a true freshman, and he was talking about locker room, you know, pregame. Uh, George W. Bush walks in and gives the pregame speech. That's pretty good. <laughs> he, uh, was, he was president. Was he? I heard about that. I heard about that. Uh, I think this may be the year Navy gets a little revenge. That could be. I think they yeah. will. Hey, a shout-out to Cameron Claire Franovich who came in and gave me a neck hug while we were on the yeah, air here. Yeah. So Cameron Claire and her mom, I guess we're here getting – Ready for Christmas, and uh, so shout out to her. All of Hattiesburg in here today because it's a absolutely it's a wonderful place, place um, to to shop. All right, some NFL. Um, the cheating Patriots visit hey, the Bengals, hey, who hey. the Bengals do have a win. Bitter, bitter, they are bitter. not 0-13. They are 1-12 They're on at Cincy. Thank Andy God. Dalton back starting. In the jungle. Oh, yeah. What's well, going to happen, Kelly? I think we all know what's going to happen. <laughs> Next. Let's just move on. (laughs) Michael's Bears in Green Bay at the Packers. Bears have been hot lately. Trubisky's been playing better, and they have to—they really have to win to to increase those playoff chances. I just see Green Bay at ten and three, and don't feel like Green Bay is really a ten and three team. I agree with you. I go with the Bears. On the road in Lambeau. Oh, I don't know. Bears. Yeah, Bears are playing well though. Yeah, I think maybe they'll pull off the upset. Packers not going to be able to run the ball against the Bears. So if Rodgers throws for 300-plus, Packers uh, will win. A um, few more games to note because uh, or we should mention this one, the Eagles at the Redskins. The Redskins. So, but the Redskins have been eliminated, right, officially? The Redskins were eliminated in week four, Kelly. No, no, they actually, because no, that whole division no, is so that's weak. exactly right. We're mathematically still in the Super Bowl hunt. So, well... <laughs> I don't know about that. But, I think uh, the Redskins are going to beat the Eagles. The Eagles are not playing very well. The Redskins are due. They're much improved. Well, either the Eagles or the Cowboys are going to win that division with most likely a losing record. I want you to know I saw the power rankings earlier this week, and the Redskins have moved up several spots. To what, 27 now? They're like 26, 27. Oh, wow, okay. But guess who's dead last? I can, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll bet ahead. every dollar in my pocket I know who's Outside dead last. our normal picking pool, here's one that should be good. It's the. Uh, Wait a minute, you guys didn't answer the question. Redskins, Eagles. 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 It's like the I big, really can we just like move on? All. all right, the Sunday night game, 720. This should be a good one. Bills at Steelers. 
The Bills are better than people think they are, aren't they? And you were talking about the Packers. You don't think of the Packers being a 10-3 and team. The Steelers have a winning record, and they're the lousiest team with a winning record in the league. Yeah, I like um, the Bills. We should mention yeah, Devin but- Singletary. Rookie from FAU, Conference USA kid, outstanding on the ground. Josh Allen's been been pretty productive. And I hate to admit it, but the Steelers are tough, you know. So um, the Bills are a better team right now, but it wouldn't surprise me if the, if the Steelers pull that off. Bills on the road, they win. I like the Bills. You, you can't pick the Hoodats because Monday we'll have a special guest picker in studio, oh, Lauren Johnson, with the Drew Brees. Jersey Looking forward on. So, um, weekend plans, you guys. Uh, Christmas parties. Kelly's going, going out to Cambridge and have some mighty mighty. <laughs> He's not going out to Cambridge. He lives at Cambridge. So. Look, it, it, in fairness, I live in the poor section, okay. way in the back. Okay. You know where you got to like know the sewage canal. You got to know where you're going. Yeah, the right, sewage canal to live okay. to live back there. But no, I don't. I don't do a whole lot of Christmas party type stuff. I'm, you know, I've got. I've, we've got one tomorrow night. Should be fun, but. We're still waiting to hear about the Super Talk Christmas well, I'm party. having a wonderful weekend because my daughter and her family and my See grandson right and, and, and his new like uh, Patriots interest in his life are coming to spend the weekend. So we will not be eating Mahi Mahi, but we don't live in Cambridge. He says this while he's folding we his coat. In, we don't live in Cambridge. He says this as the one with the sports coat on Kelly folding, buttoning. <laughs> hey, there's still time to come out to Corner Market today. Uh, bring a bike, bring some toys, uh, bring some food, canned goods uh, for some great children at Christmas. We appreciate Corner Market hosting us. Merry Christmas, Kelly. Same to you, Bob. Merry Christmas, Bob. Merry Christmas, Bob. We're looking forward to having Lauren on the show. Yeah, Monday. Monday. All right, that wraps it up from Corner Market. Thanks to Corner Market for having us here today. Thanks to everybody that brought the gifts uh, for the kids at Homes of Hope. We'll be back Monday with Lauren. Until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. Into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.